0: To the interlude with Drew. What's good my people welcome to another episode of the interlude with Drew. Today's episode is called my complicated relationship with music. All right my complicated relationship with music. All right so today I'm just going to talk about my journey in music and throughout my life. I think I alluded to it probably my first episode but you know, just in case you missed it, I I just want to go through it really quick. So starting off as a young, young boy, I, I always used to enjoy um you know my dad playing music in the car. Like we used to have to go maybe 25-30 minutes to church and probably like 20 minutes to daycare. So during those rides, I I, I vividly recall like hearing like Andre Crouch and Ron Canoli being the main ones and Don Moen. That my parents used to play over and over in the cars. I used to love it. Um, and my dad actually used to uh lead worship at the church that we went to when I was younger. So I saw him doing that. He's he he's not a singer, he's not, he's not. He did it based on the need and you know, availability, but he he's not a singer. <laughs> but love him to death, but that you know, that's just the just the, the reality. But his um you know, him him being in that position in the music that he played kinda drew me to music um and i remember there was somebody at my church when i was maybe like 3 or 4 that bought me a toy piano so i was like the first one i had i don't remember doing much with it really um but you know that was the the beginning and then um we moved to maryland when i was 5 from boston and when we were in maryland um we were at another church and there was uh there was a um music minister and you know piano player singer Named Laird Sullivan, who I did an interview with, by the way, if you want to go check that out. Um, and he, you know, it, I, I I used to look up to him heavy because I saw what he did, and he I used to, you know, want to play like that. So they had recorded the album back then, and I um we had the tape in the car. You know, some of you young folks don't know nothing about those cassette tapes, but that that's the life we were living at the time. People used to steal uh car radios out of the out of people's cars back then too but yeah we had to have a tape player in the car and we used to play that all the time and i had a, a different toy piano at this point and i started like playing along with the melody and um and uh of the songs and my parents were like wait a minute he's playing the songs like he never had no training nobody ever taught him how to do that so my dad like quickly went and got me a better toy piano or i, I won't say a toy piano it was a casio It was like a 61 key. So this this is an upgrade from what I had. had some type of 49 key, maybe Yamaha or something like that before. So I got the 61 key Casio and and my journey in music had begun. I started playing that on a regular basis. Then my dad went and found a piano teacher for me based off of seeing like, you know, back in the day, people used to like have regular cars and like put their logo on it or put piano lessons and put a phone number. So he called that number hooked me up with this guy named John Lewis. And that's when my journey really began, because he started telling me like, OK, this is C, this is D, this is E, this is how you put chords together. And he gave me that foundation. So during the time I was with him, I was really like, like really into music. Like if I, we I learned how to read notes and everything like that. So I would be practicing songs. And if I didn't get it, like I'd be crying and frustration and everything like that. So I was really passionate. Then um, it got to a point where, um, cause he he used to see me as a prodigy, uh, and I I really don't think I was. I just knew how to play by ear, and stuff. So it, it it helped a lot. And I was also starting to write songs back then. So he he used to be like, oh let's let's go record those songs, or whatever. You know, he didn't really know what he was doing. But me and my siblings we used to go and record the the songs that I started writing at like seven or so. But it got to a point where he he decided that. Um he couldn't teach me any longer. So he was like, you know what? Maybe it'll be good best for you guys to find another teacher, because I've pretty much taken them as far as I can go. So after that, um my parents like took me to get lessons at the at a music school. I didn't like go to an actual music school, but that's what they called it, and that's where I was taking lessons. So I had a, a few different teachers there. For whatever reason, I don't remember why, but I kept it was probably a scheduling thing, but I kept switching teachers around that time. And they were very heavily focused on classical music at that school. And to be honest, that's where I started to kind of lose interest. I wish I didn't, but that's just the way that it it happened. I was probably like eight, nine at the time. And that's when I really started like loving basketball. And, um, but I only played it at recess and after school at the time. But like, instead of practicing, I would come home and want to play basketball. We had a hoop outside. I used to go want to play basketball outside rather than practicing so my my practice uh habits it 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 definitely took a toll around that time my dad used to try to get me back on track and like you know convict me about how I used to be passionate and you know I left my first love and all the stuff like that but you know and I'd come back to it for a little bit but you know it it didn't last now I will say that you know I, I completely give my parents credit for like doing all that they could to, to to get me around music and to get me the training that I needed. I do wish that I was able to have like a... Like my first teacher was, was, was somebody that played in church. So he helped me with like my first chords, like major chords, uh, flat seven chords, stuff like that. And the stuff that he taught me back then is still what I teach all the beginners that I teach now. So it's like he had the biggest influence out of all the teachers I've had. But I wish I would have kept going with like a... Um, gospel teacher, or if not, then a jazz teacher, because I, I, I feel like that would appeal more to me. The classical stuff did teach me a lot about dynamics and stuff like that. Um, and I, I do wish that I applied more of the concepts from classical music to, you know, my playing now. But, yeah, by that point, my interest is not really there. But, you know, it, 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 I would, all, all through this, I was still playing at church, you know, every week, and, you know, for, like, all of my life. And, um, You know, by the time I got to middle school, I really, really wasn't practicing like I should, but I still, you know, I, I would practice enough because we used to do these uh, competitions uh, called guild comp- competitions where uh, you would have to memorize a few pieces and perform it in front of like multiple judges. And I used to get like awards for that and stuff. So I, I, I if I would have stuck with it, I was on my way. But once I got to high school, my parents finally gave me the opportunity to play on a team for uh for basketball, and it was over. Because in middle school, I they didn't have a team. Yeah. I I probably couldn't do it anyway because I went to the middle school I went to because I had auditioned because I played the clarinet at that point. So I auditioned um to play the clarinet and I was in the band. That I did actually really enjoy, like being a part of the band. I didn't really love the clarinet, but being part of the band, those are some of the most fun times. We used to um well one one of the years we got to travel to Atlanta for this thing called Fiesta Ball which was like a competition of schools all around the country. Uh their bands and stuff. And that was like one of the highlights of my childhood. We didn't get to go um my seventh grade year though, ironically enough, because that my seventh grade year was the year after um 9-11 happened and there was this big thing with anthrax going around so they were like and I, and that trip was going to be in toronto So they were like yeah nah so anyway so i got to high school still was taking lessons at the beginning but once uh i started playing basketball it was no point for me to do lessons because i was not practicing anymore so um so around that time it was it was all about basketball throughout um High school, I, I I did practice here and there, but I used to feel like, what do I practice? Because now it's like, like I don't have a teacher telling me that you need to memorize this by next week and play it right. So it was like, what do I practice? And the thing is, like I was asking that, but there was so much that I could have practiced. I really wish, like I had somebody in my corner that would be like, yo, listen to this album. Because the thing is, um, since I started writing songs so early, um, my earliest influence in in writing songs with Fred Hammond, and that's still my guy till today. Like that's my favorite; he's the goat in my eyes, as you know if you know me. Um, but so because I have paid so much attention to Fred, um, there's not a whole lot of piano in his music. So what I what I paid attention to most when I listen to music is the vocals and like the structure of the song and like whether or not I like the song. So I'm ashamed to say this, but. When I first heard Ty Tribbett's uh, "No Way," I didn't love the song, so I didn't pay much attention to Ty Tribbett and GA. And meanwhile, they were like changing the entire game because that "No Way" came out like 04. That's when Life, the Life album came out. I never listened to that back then. I didn't even know there was a such thing as a Life album. So it was like if I didn't like the the single, I was not gonna be checking for the artist. Um, Cause I mean, back then when I was younger, I used to like go to the Christian bookstore and spend hours. Like my mom used to go to the Target next door, and I used to beg her to go to the bookstore and be like, "You can go, you can go to Target." And I would spend hours in that bookstore just listen to not even the full song, just previews of songs and just going through my favorite artist discographies. But yeah, I wasn't checking for Ty at the time. I wish I was because their music was so like went to the generation, the band and everything, that it would have helped me out a lot. It would have caused me to actually study if I was paying attention to the music. So then in 06, he he released uh, Victory, and I loved that song. So I was like, okay, I can actually, you know, I can get with this guy. So we bought the album and everything, but even then, the album, I only listened to the songs that I liked, and I was liking them for, like, the vocals. Like, I love Bless the Lord, of course, Victory, and then Look Up, but Meanwhile, I'm missing out on songs like, um, like what, like all, all, all the stuff, like still have joy. And I was like, it's okay. But I was not realizing like how, how that transformed the whole, the whole shouting like era. Like it's, it's crazy. Like if I would have been paying attention to that back then, like, I feel like my playing would have been so much further. Cause you know, when you're younger, you have all the time in the world and, and like you soak up things quicker um like as far as like information and everything like that but I was I was not checking for that but like everything will be all right and and um who else but God look up I mean well you know I was I told you I was on look up but that was such a that was like an interlude then sinking I wish I'd have like sat and studied I remember um shout out to my boy Julian Tabaris but like years later he was telling me he was telling me how great Paris Bones was. I didn't even really, like, I had heard the name. I didn't even really know who he was. But that's just how much into basketball I was. I was not checking for any of these people. So it, was, it wasn't until, like, 2012 or so when I started actually following people like Corey Henry, uh, Kevin Powell, Doobie Powell, uh, Paris, and stuff like that. That's when I actually started, you know, back getting back into music. Because even through going to college, like, I didn't go to college to play basketball, but I still played basketball all the time. Like I remember Open Gym was at seven o'clock, and I was I was more faithful to open gym than I was to some of my classes. Like it it went from seven to nine and every weekday I was there, except for uh Thursdays, because we had Bible study at that, at that time. But every other weekday I was there on time and I stayed the entire time like that that I was faithful to that. All that time I probably could have been practicing if if I was really serious about it. It wasn't until my senior year when I started playing for this church and um and they they used to have you know songs that I I never paid attention to or I just didn't know that we had to play, so I had to actually practice and learn the stuff. Stuff like, you know, when the Saints go to worship uh, Emmanuel by Norma Hutchins like, so like stuff that actually you know challenged me because I'm like, it didn't sound this difficult. And so I actually had to actually start practicing. That's probably what led me back into like trying to get better and stuff because all the while I'm playing in church, but I'm not pushing myself to get better at all. Like I'm pretty much plateaued. And that's somewhere where a lot of people can get to like when you're not being challenged. And like all throughout my journey, I never really had that big brother figure like at least not for long where where they'd be like yo you need to do this or you know you don't sound that good you need to get better at this and stuff like that. I never really had that and I really wish I did have somebody that would tell me like yo you 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 need to practice. You need to get better. Um but yeah, so you know that's just the way how it is, but um yeah, after college is really when I started trying to press in like I started um posting videos on YouTube more and stuff like that. I'm kind of looking like, well, the basketball thing in college didn't work out. So it's kind of like what I got or whatever. So, and I actually started um, teaching piano lessons at a music school. So um, I had like in between classes, I had free time to actually practice. And even then, like I was kind of like just doodling and stuff. I wish I would have taken more advantage. Like, because in in college, I developed a habit of watching basketball videos on YouTube all the time. All that time, I really should have been like, I had not Ample time to be studying music. But you know, everything happens for a reason. So like fast forward to now, I'm I'm a father and a husband and everything like that. And I work a full time job. So it's like now that I'm actually getting, you know, better than I've been before, still not close to where I want to be. Like I, I still, you know, wish I was a lot better, but like I'm better than I was. But now like I can only do so much because you gotta be home, you gotta take care of the family, you gotta go to work and stuff like that. So that 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 that's the part where music gets complicated. Because now I feel like I got more drive, more passion, more desire to 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 go far in music than I ever had before. I I try to write more than I ever had before. I practice more than I ever had before. But it's, it's like it's happening now when I have the least amount of free time. So, man, it's it's really a complicated thing. Because like you know, as m- m- talented at, and as transforming as as musicians and singers and artists can be, like a lot of in, in most cases they're underpaid like you don't get the you know close to what you're worth like if you think about the power of music and how how much music is a part of our everyday lives and you know we can just listen to people's music for free it's like man like it it is definitely a complicated thing because it's like in order to be really good at it you have to dedicate hours and hours and hours and hours but in order to dedicate hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours you have to not work a full-time job, but if you don't work a full-time job, you can't provide. So it, it, it's really, it's really a complicated thing. There are a few people that can really survive and thrive off of uh, music, but it's like, it's such a passion that, you know, most people would love to be able to do it. But you know, I thank God for what I do. have. I'm still able to play on a weekly basis. I'm still able to make money here and there from uh, doing music. And it's really not all about the money. It's really about passion and about who you do it for. Because I already said a long time ago that you got to, um, if, if you do get paid for ministry, you got to find something that you do that you do for free. And it's just out of love. So I make sure, you know, when I get a call to play for services, I know I'm not getting paid for uh, unless it's a complete inconvenience. I still do try to play for those just, you know, to be a blessing, you know, because, you know, God has been a blessing to me. We got to realize at the end of the day, it's a gift you know as as complicated as it may be it really is a gift and we got to thank God for it by showing our appreciation by being a blessing to others cuz God does bless you to be a blessing to others but you know as much as as it's a sacrifice i know that you'll you'll never be able to understand the impact that you are able to make through music until probably till you get to heaven it. so it's something i love it's complicated but you know i'm i'm going to continue pursuing it in the ways that i can because it's a gift that's God, that God has given, and I really don't want to be guilty of, of burying it. I, I may have partially buried it for years, but that's not going to be my testimony now. So I, I hope there's somebody out there that can relate to that because, you know, that's that's just the way it is. You know, you, we all that are in music would love to be extremely su- successful at it, but, you know, it's it's, it's kind of hard to get to that point. But, you know, you keep doing it because you love it, and, you know, I believe for all of us that it's going to pay off one day. All right, so thank you for tuning in to this episode. As I always say, only what you do for Christ will last. That's super important in all of this. Only what you do for Christ will last. Take it one day at a time. Keep it pushing. I'll catch y'all next time. It's the interview. The interview. <laughs> 2. The interlude withdrew.